Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to another healing conversation brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. My name is Loren Gailey, and today I'm very pleased to introduce you to Alejandra. Alejandra is internationally known as an author, a teacher, a healer, and channel for Source and the Ascended Masters. She's based in San Jose, California. She has trained in many areas of the healing arts and the mystic arts. Today, we're going to do a meditation with Allie that will take us into the future. What is our future like? We can make that quantum leap to the future with a meditation. I'm so pleased to introduce you to Allie. How are you, Alejandra? I'm doing just fine, Lauren. Thank you so much for having me. This is a real treat. Tell us about the work that you do, some of the meditations that you've done, and the healing rainbow work that you do. Yes, well, um, I go back about, well, I've been like this my whole life in a sense, but I didn't know it was going to be about color until the 80s, and um, I, I hit a certain point in my life where I was kind of wondering if I was doing what I was, you know, came here to do. I, I sort of felt like I hadn't really hit my mission yet, if you know what I mean. And so that led to more searching from a, a place that I had been in, which was good. It was spiritual. I was doing lots of meditation and different things, but I just didn't feel like I was, uh, you know, doing what I came to do fully. And so it led me on a quest to different places to see what it is that I was supposed to be doing. And it always seemed to revolve around healing work. I had trained as a registered nurse, but that really didn't do it. So I didn't uh, uh, continue on with that once I finished the training. So I kind of went back to what I call my metaphysical roots. I was doing more yogic kind of um, techniques and meditations, and I went more back to which you would term maybe the New Age or metaphysical. And, you know, I kind of went to different New Age expos, and I met different people and went to different seminars, and I just felt, um, you know, that this was the right thing to do. And I kept finding myself having to do with things like the aura and color. Um, I was running Guy Coggins' aura uh, camera way back in the old days, the old prototype, and... I started with running the camera, next thing you know, I'm reading the the pictures, so it was really good training to learn to read an aura, and, um, you know, actually it was sort of a natural thing anyway, but it, it really trained me in being able to tune in quickly to a photo and then move on to the next person, especially if there was a long line, you know. So that just sort of led on to other areas of color, and... Um, Next thing you know, I'm starting to really work with it in terms of bringing forth information about how to work with color, and that eventually composed my first book, Healing with the Rainbow Race, which came out in 1995. And what is it about color? And this also involves the chakras as well, and you have another book, Cosmic Chakras. What is it about color, Allie? It is who you are. Um, I always have this sort of quote inside me, um, and so, sometimes I talk about it in class. It's sort of like I think that the chakras are the buck stops here, you know, kind of energy, meaning you, that's where everything comes from. It's They're linked to the immune system. They're linked to the endocrine, which people often say is the same thing, basically. And then that affects every nerve, every organ, every tissue and cell in the body and so when the chakras are not in order say they're no, they're not clean uh, they're not balanced uh, there's a lot of issues that haven't been tapped into yet say shadow issues uh, it just affects everything no matter how spiritual you are it will drag you down uh, somewhat um, it will make it harder for you if you're not dealing with uh, uh, some of the well it makes it so it, it, you know you you have shadow things that come up, and then unless you tend to that, sort of like tending to a garden, uh, it makes it tougher to get over some of the hurdles. 
you come onto as a person on the spiritual path. I mean, we all get that. We all get the tests and things. So when the chakras are not uh, where they should be, it just makes things more difficult. So everything just came down to color and chakras and how important the chakra system is. So the chakra system is so linked to your personal well-being, to your physical health, your emotional body, your mental body, and even the soul body. You were mentioning that it's linked within. So as above, so below. Wouldn't the chakras also be aligned with the universe? Absolutely. Wonderful question. People don't usually, uh, that I've run into, think that deeply about the chakras. It's kind of surprising. I think a lot of times people just think the chakras are here, you know, and there's not that connection. But um, a number of years ago, as I started this work, uh, in terms of gathering information for the second book, which started a couple of years after Rainbow Race, and I started getting downloads in 97, and then I just worked uh, with the data that I got for the next several years before it came out in, in 2006, is um, that... I kept feeling like these chakras were portals to other realities and that there were chakras and chakras and chakras, kind of like a hall of mirrors that you just keep going in and in and in. And is there an ending? I don't, I don't think so. Maybe at some point there is, but I never went to the end, so I can't say I found the end. Uh-huh. Um, but it's certainly a multi-dimensional thing. Chakras are multi-dimensional. They, they come at all levels, all dimensional levels, as above, as you say, and below here. Uh, we typically say the earth plane is the below part. So it totally fits. So when we clean them, and I know we're going to do this in our meditation as well, but cleaning and clearing can simply be done with meditation and the mind and visualization. Absolutely. Well, you know how powerful the mind is. There's so much now about the law of attraction, creating our own reality, watching how you think about things um, in your life, and then bringing what you would prefer to have into reality. And so much of it depends on the mind being as clear as it can be, and focus as well. So it, it's it, the mind is very, very uh, involved in that. The mental body, there's a lot of clearing that a lot of people neglect to do in the mental body. They sort of think that things are physical or emotional. But uh, I was working with someone yesterday extensively on mental body clearing because it was hanging the person up with a lot of different um, arenas in his life. And that mental body is very important. Now that's, of course, different than mind, with a capital M, that's coming from a causal level. But we all have mental bodies. We all have different bodies that have various misalignments. Um, do we ever really finish clearing? Probably not, in a lifetime anyway. Um, but we, we're, we're better for having done the work. We're further into our self-realization, you know, by doing the work. I think that it's an ongoing thing that takes a while, you know, to fully merge back into source. Is there a daily exercise that you do to clear your chakras? I have a lot of techniques, so it's sort of what I pick. Um, it's so fun, uh, I've been called the technique queen because I love coming up with techniques for various things. It's kind of fun to see how can I ground this down and make it so people understand it and can do it and, and that kind of thing. So it's a, sometimes a bit of a challenge, but yes, um, there's, there's some wonderful techniques for cleaning. I use the flames a lot, which are uh, a step up dimensionally to the rainbow rays. The rainbow rays are 12th dimensional, and 13th that I see a source, that's where the flames originate from. And as the guardians are um, uh, in the rays, we have ray guardians, there's a guardian for each one. Mm-hmm. At the source level with the flames, there's a co-creator essence within each, you know, and um, I just, that's what I call, I, I think of them as co-creators with the with the source, and they uh, protect the flame, they work with you through the flame, and the flames, like the transmuting violet flame that many people are familiar with, but there are also many other flames out there, many other flames. There's an original 13, 
and then it goes beyond that with other other colors. So the flames are really good for, uh, I think, for going in there and sort of cleaning things out. And you can use rays, and rays are very effective. Um, I think it just depends on what level you need for clearing. How it's sort of if you bring in the regular stuff, you bring in the big guns if you need the big guns. And then I think of the flames as the big guns. Mm. And you, you know, you go through with whatever flame you've decided to call forth, and you can go right into the chakra and clean and clear it. And it's sort of like going into a cave of a certain color. Each chakra has a color. You sort of bring your attention down into the chakra and um, sort of move seamlessly through the wall of it because it is subtle. Remember, it's easy for you to, to move through the subtle energy into the actual interior of the chakra. And I have people look around and if they, if they see things hanging around that shouldn't be there, sort of like things hanging in the air and things embedded, uh, energies that are, uh, there's, I call them leaks in the dike. So you might see holes in the, in the chakra that, uh, leak out energy. You may see ties that leave the chakra and go to other people where you're being drained off. Uh, energy, you've either chosen to do it or it's, it's been done to you and you don't know that that's happening. Or the third case is a mutual thing, depending on what the reason is for mm-hmm. the leakage. So you, you know, you clear and clean up all that, reclaim your energy, clear the, the chakra cave of anything that doesn't need to be there, and even old baggage of your own that you just don't need anymore. You know, it's, it's sort of like I compare it to a house where you come in and, you know, it's, there's a lot of clutter, um, maybe things you inherited from your family, maybe other things that you had a, an interest in. 15 years before, but doesn't really, you know, uh, float your boat anymore. It's like, why do I have that thing still? Maybe I should gift it to someone that's a really great thing or give it away or whatever to make room for new things to come in. It's like, say, all your walls have things up on it. You have no place to put a painting that's brand new that really speaks to you without removing some things or putting a crystal out uh, on, a, on a table, but it's too full with stuff. So you go through your house clean and clear some stuff out. So it's a feng shui thing, too. Clear out what you don't need. doesn't mean it's negative. It's just stuff that no longer uh, you no longer relate to. So then you bring in the new stuff. In a sense, the body's like that. When we get too full up with stuff, we need to clean and clear it uh, of the stuff that no longer serves us or um, maybe maybe everything from really negative to not negative at all. We just don't relate to it anymore. So I just call it excess baggage, and you just drop that, and you create room for the new energies to come in. So I like to do things like that. I like to lead uh, groups through that process. Um, it takes a little visualization, you know, and it's not always easy at first to necessarily see the chakras, but there are many ways you can experience the chakras. You can feel them. You can imagine they're there, and even when you imagine, it, it, it does happen. People wonder, well, if I'm only imagining and I don't really feel it, but you set your intent, so you get the result that you want, even if you can't pick it up psychically. I was going to ask you just about that. How can you see the holes or the cords in the chakras? That also takes uh, a little bit of intuition, but sometimes it's just trust that, you know, um, most people that are ready for this are usually uh, somewhat intuitive. I mean, that's what's drawn them in. I mean, I think everybody has that ability. It's just how much you have it front and center, how much you're using it. So it may stretch people uh, from the level of intuition they have, but the more you do it, the more you start to, if you don't try too hard, if you don't strain and try too hard, usually these things flash in. They'll flash in as a vision. They'll, you get just a real gut feeling, oh, yeah, I know that that's happening. You sort of just pick up, oh, I've got, I don't really see it, but I know I've got a tie or a link to so-and-so, and you'll get a picture of the person, for example, that mm-hmm. it's leading to. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the end of a year and the start of a new one. I know there's lots of things for people to release and let go. Tell us about the meditation you're going to lead us on. 
Well, I, I think this, uh, one, it just came right to me when I was debating, you know, what meditation to have for this talk. And uh, we're, we're going to be going into webinars where we're working with mystic arts. I have taught this in other classes, and it's um, really what I would term, quote, a crowd pleaser. People love this one, and I thought this would be perfect to go to future self because there's a lot of reasons actually to do it. It's not just a, a little exercise of, oh, would it be cool to see what I'm doing, but you actually shift your energy when you do it because oftentimes, well, most people, I've never seen, actually, all the time I've done it, I don't think I've ever had one person say they didn't like where they were at, yeah. uh, that they were much more who they were, they had much more going in their life that they had been wanting to manifest. It was like, wow, can I go to that now? You know, I'd love to just jump to that. And But what happens is, technically, that sort of happens. You start to merge that time frame into the here and now. So you've already changed it. So you're already incorporating or beginning to unfold those elements into your current experience. So by the time that you arrive at that age, say it's two years from now, five, even 15, you'll have already shifted because you will have, in a sense, speeded up that energy to manifest in the here and now. You know, as it's appropriate with with the highest good of all, of course, and, you're, and as long as it's okay with your higher self and and what you've planned out, you know, in terms of um, your life plan, and, and it doesn't um, hurt anything, you know, in terms of uh, having something too soon that really should be happening in the future self. Much of the stuff is just a matter of our lagging, and you know, much of the stuff can can come in now. There's no reason that you would need to wait that long. You will see some bleed through, most likely, when you do this technique. And I mean that in all positive, uh, positive sense, you know. A bleed through would be just a, an unfolding of those energies into the here and now. We are ready if you are. So what I would suggest to everyone listening, if you're not already in a nice comfortable spot, you know, get in a, a meditative posture or position where, A, you won't fall asleep, but, you know, you're comfortable and you're not worried about or, or experiencing body discomfort or, or that kind of thing. So, you know, I don't mind. Uh, I, I've often meditated lying down. If that fits you and you won't fall asleep, it, you can get in really deep doing this kind of thing in a lie-down position or a very comfortable uh, lounging position in a really um, soft chair, easy chair. Or if you are a veteran meditator and you prefer the yogic posture and sitting straight up in a chair or uh, in lotus position on the floor, do that. Whatever you get your best work done in terms of connecting in to yourself. So why don't you assume those positions now. And what I like to do as you're getting comfortable is I like to always invoke the archangels the four corners so I will do sort of my preamble of setting the protection and that kind of thing so I ask for Archangel Michael Gabriel Ariel and Uriel to set the four corners of whatever space that all of you are in automatically you'll have the four corners set over the space that you're in and those four corners anchor a beautiful pyramid of protection that only the highest and most compatible of energies with yourself will be allowed in. And Archangel Raphael is at the top of the capstone of that sacred pyramid. He is the healing Archangel. He sort of oversees everything. Okay, I request that the dimensional veil spin in the original 13 from one to source. One is the elementals, 13th is the source, and all the dimensional veils to fit between there so we have more access to the other energies. Please bring your higher self in 
to seat if you don't already have him or her seated within or bring him or her deeper in. If you're working with your I am presence, the monadic energy, seat that energy also in a deeper way than you generally do. Always we call on our guides and teachers to be there for us. And this is an interesting one. Um, these next three are not often called on, but I found them very effective. Ask for any of your parallel selves to come in. As long as they're working at the level that you're working at now, in this body or higher. So many of us have two or three, you call them doubles or triples, are walking the planet at the same time that are part of your soul essence. And if they're working at high levels or at the level you're working now or higher, you can also ask them to incorporate in a sort of, it's sort of like soul retrieving. You bring them into you, at least temporarily. Give you a moment to call on them and have them come in. And we ask for any simultaneous selves to come in. Let me define simultaneous. This is past lifetime selves and also potential future lifetimes. You know, we're in the eternal now, um, and when you pull out of the time-space continuum, you're in that all is happening at once. It's all in the now and when you drop down into the spiral, you drop down into certain time frames that are on that spiral. So that's when you become more linear. You're, you're in that time frame, you experience that time frame, whether it's now or 12 AD or, you know, <clears throat> future 3010 from now, which is uh, a thousand years from now. So whatever time frame you want to jump into when you're in that no space, no time place is wherever you choose to be. So it's all happening simultaneously, really. So that's what we call the simultaneous selves for past lifetimes. If there are any where you were um, living a life that you really felt you were uh, being all that you could be, you felt personally a lot of empowerment, it was definitely at this level or higher, and you'd like to bring those energies in to incorporate, do so now. future lives. We say potential future because we feel there's more um, uh, ability to alter the future, although you can alter the past as well. Anyone who's seen the movie Back to the Future, um, that, there's a lot of truth in that. But let's call them potential future lives. If there are somewhere you're really living um, an incredible life and you'd like to incorporate that in, potentially bring those in as well. And um, the last one's really interesting. We are multidimensional. We have an aspect of ourselves on every dimensional level. It's sometimes a little hard to grasp that, <laughs> you know, to think that we are so multiple that we are. I mean, because I, in my work with dimensions, I have yet to find an ending to the dimensions. But then, you know, there could be. 
I just haven't found the end yet in some of my work. And to know that there's an aspect of you on every one of those dimensional levels is really mind-boggling, really. So any of those uh, multidimensional cells that you feel are working at this level or higher, have them present to you and you can incorporate those in. Now notice how you feel. I am just buzzing with energy. Um, my body's heated up about a thousand degrees. It's just from invoking and bringing in those energies. It just steps up everything. It's like you're working with uh, the mainframe instead of your little terminal, you know? You're pulling on all these major lifetime experiences and, and dimensional experiences into the here and now. You're, you're incorporating all of that into the here and now. So let's take a couple deep breaths. Uh, let's go three or four deep breaths. And first, as you breathe in, uh, I'm going to breathe in fresh energy and then exhale any stale energy. And breathe in fresh oxygen. Breathing out the stale CO2. Let's bring in peace. And breathing out anxiety. Let's breathe in harmony. Breathing out in harmony. And let's breathe in love. Breathing out anything not love, not compassion. And exhaling breath and just continue to breathe normally but naturally. And see if you tend to breathe in a shallow way, you want to change that. And breathe, you know, breathe in deeper, but don't force the breath. Just get more in touch with it. You want to put, make sure you have a grounding cord in. So if you don't already have one, send a cord of light of red, orange, yellow, or black down into the earth, all the way down to the middle of the earth and wrap it around a big crystal or boulder there where it anchors it fully. This cord will usually last a couple hours. So I'd like to read just the purpose of why we're aligning with our future self. It's to see where you'll be potentially going in that time frame that you've selected, where you are at that time. But that is determined by what you have become in the present and how you are unfolding as a being. Remember that the future is one of many possibilities or potentials. Some are weaker, some are stronger, and it depends also on your ability to manifest your reality that you're wanting. You're determining your future by the course of your life now, so it's very important where you are now and how the future will unfold. And now we're going to work with this a little bit to bring more of what we want that future to be into us now. Okay, we're going to go down now to the base chakra. I'd like you to picture it as a beautiful red ball of light. And I'd like you to turn it 13 times to the left and then 13 to the right. This is called balancing the chakras. As you go to the left, you're balancing in the female energy. As you go to the right or clockwise, you're balancing in the male. Gently but firmly make it go if it's wanting to stick or only wanting to go one direction. I'm going to go a little fast with this, and I would suggest when you're listening to the show that you pause it if you need more time. So we have quite a few things to go through. So I'm going to just try to hit a happy medium on the balancing. If you need more time, you can always pause it. 
Second chakra is the beautiful orange and it's in the abdomen area. And we'll turn that 13 times to the left and 13 to the right. Then up to the solar plexus, which is the yellow, and this is at the navel area. 13 times to the left and 13 to the right. Now, there, we recognize that there are two chakras at the heart chakra. This may be new to some of the listeners. The first one is the green. And we turn that one now. Then above the green is the rose. Do the same thing. Still in the chest cavity area. Still considered one of the heart chakras. move up to the throat in the translucent blue, which is, a, it ranges from a very light sky or powder blue to, uh, you know, turquoise and, and maybe kind of a, a mid-royal blue. That's the deeper blue, so it, it ranges, it takes up where uh, the throat chakra leaves off and then it goes into some of the deep navies and midnight blues. Um, people are probably wondering what I mean by that. Every person has a specific chakra color. So your friend could have midnight blue and you have a royal blue, you know. It just uh, depends on the person and their color of chakras. up to the crown, and that's the uh, beautiful violet. Okay, I'd like you to determine what age you'd like to to be for your future self. If you haven't already thought of that, take a moment. All right, now you're in a pretty pulled in interior meditative state at this point. We've done some deep breathing. But feel yourself pull in, in, in uh, a little bit more. to your rose heart chakra and there'll be a little doorway there now if you don't see it just pretend because pretending is intention and it becomes reality so whatever way you see it open that door to the rose heart chakra and enter in sort of move forward and all of a sudden you see yourself on a beautiful garden path you're walking along kind of strolling we're not hurrying we're taking our time I'd like you to look around and see the beautiful scenery of nature maybe you see some fairies and elves some animals And so you arrive at your destination, which uh, is a pond. And next to the pond, there's 
a seat that you can sit down and enjoy the scenery and the water. And as you prepare yourself from another path that also leads over to where you are, you see a being come towards you, and this is your future self. And he or she is approaching you, and they stand in front of you. Now, this is real interesting. Remember, you are that future self's past self. So the future self's looking at you and thinking, this is my past self. This is who I was this many years ago. So what you're going to do is you're standing facing yourself in the future. You're going to send a rainbow color infinity link from each of your chakras of you now to the one in the future's corresponding chakras. So let me explain how that works. The infinity is a figure eight and it'll be horizontally laid rather than vertical. So you, one of the loops goes around your base chakra of you now and then it goes out and it links the other loop around the base chakra of you in the future and just make it all the rainbow so do that now with your base chakra then your spleen which is the orange then up to the yellow solar plexus one into the green heart chakra and the rose heart chakra the translucent blue throat chakra third eye and crown so you have eight, actually, seven chakras, but we count two at the heart. So it'll be eight loops of rainbow infinity energy joining the two of you. So just sort of experience that for a moment. Allow those energies to assimilate. all of it the first go around listen to this podcast again you can always play this again go back again and do this and perhaps you want to write it down perhaps you just want to remember it for now write it down next time the first question to ask is for any advice or pertinent information to receive this is you're asking your future self any advice you have for me any pertinent information you need to know. a lot? Are you pretty much the same person you are 
now. I mean, you are the same person, but perhaps there's some things that you've shifted for yourself that you like. Um, maybe you're more of who you are. But um, what, what's, uh, what are the differences? Maybe one of the, and, and the next one is what are the similarities? So we can ask those two questions together. now 
to where that little portal was. You'll find it. You enter into the portal, and next thing you know, you're opening up the door from the other side of the heart chakra and leaving the heart chakra and coming back out. Closing the door behind you. And now you're grounding again in this current body. Feel that grounding cord. And then clear. And you do that by feeling as though you're standing under a shower nozzle. And instead of water coming down over you, you feel the rainbow rays of light coming down over you, all over the orc field, however large it is, and through your body, clearing away all that is not yours, or all your old baggage, or anything that's coming up to be released. All goes down into Mother Earth, and again, she uses it for healing and balance. your eyes. I wouldn't suggest hopping right into a car or doing brain surgery <laughs> or some other complicated task immediately. You want to make sure you're grounded. These techniques can really make you a bit lightheaded or, you know, definitely on the spiritual plane for a little bit. Um, just bring yourself as much into your body as you can, grounding it down to the earth and making sure all your aspects do it too. All the pieces of you that you brought in, they take that back with them to wherever they came from. Multidimensional cells, simultaneous cells, parallel cells. I would leave in your higher self and I am presence though. It's good to walk around with those in. Now I hope you all know when I say in, that they basically encompass you. They're not technically in you. You're in them. But it's it's good to picture them coming into you. It's just a good visualization. But as long as you understand that you're encompassed by them. One little body is too much to contain the enormity of an I am presence or higher self. Okay, so I hope you're all doing well and you got some good information there. I am still out there. That was a lovely experience. You were right when you said that there's a lot of ease to go to a time when yourself, when, when you're thriving. When you had first taken us there and I met my higher self, 10 years, I went 10 years into the wow. future. There was so much peace. My higher self was so proud of me. Oh, that's great. Ten years, believe it or not, the most... Okay, the most I ever had somebody do was the end of their life. Or, you know, as um, an old man. He wanted to see what he was doing and uh, where life was at. But everyone else I've done it for only goes ahead maybe a year, two, or five at the most. I think I might have had maybe a couple that went ten. Uh -huh. So that's really cool that you did that. And, you're in a really good place. That's wonderful. Yeah, that was very powerful, and I hope everyone listening finds the power of that, too. When we were bringing in the energies of the higher self and the I am and the parallel self, that buzzing feeling, it's almost, it, it leaves you feeling fortified. Yes. Well, this is um, not real different than what we're going to be doing at the Mystic Arts class. I'll be uh, working with techniques of levitation, invisibility, bilocation, and teleportation. And we'll also be doing some interdimensional travel. So we have five classes. They'll be an hour and a half long as a webinar. I have noticed that this format is really perfect for this because there's a lot of bonding with the group that you have. It's as bonded as if you were in the same room. 
And while that's a little surprising, it's really not. There is a tremendous amount of bonding in the webinar experience, as though you were all in one room together. Like-minded people are coming together. The Internet is a wonderful thing for that. You know, I'm insulated here in the Bay Area, and you have to sort of find your, your like-minded people. It's not always easy. And, you know, find each other and gather together in small groups. It's like-minded people. Anyone listening to this on Blog Talk Radio is going to be like-minded. Let me ask you this. Let's talk a little bit. You had mentioned the courses. There's five of them. Invisibility, Teleportation, Levitation, Bilocation. We'll be doing the, the fifth class or one of the classes of the five. We'll be doing some interdimensional travel. And in a sense, there'll be some... What is bilocale? Bilocation is where Bilocation. you stay where you are, but you're seen or heard elsewhere. So you could be, like I could be here in California, and suddenly uh, my bilocated self walks into your studio. You know, and that means I'm more than one place at once. Bilocation can also be trilocation or, you know, generally though, unless you've mastered it, you generally just do bilocation, one other, one other place. Padre Pio was one where I believe they saw him more than one other place. He was pretty good at it. And um, so that, that's kind of, that's more common than almost any of the other ones. People usually will report some experience of that, spontaneous experience. Mm -hmm. um, so that's different than teleportation, where the whole self is basically beam me up Scotty. The whole self is erased in a sense, or all the atoms move from, from the body and then reassemble in another place. And they're just starting to work with that in the labs with very small objects like photons. But eventually the, the, the technology will be there will be able to do that, I believe. It may take a while, but they're moving towards that. And teleportation has been around, you know, even in the dark ages. There were people that did it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It's a spiritual, it's a spiritual siddha art that comes with realization, self-realization. But you can also just focus on that. But we don't believe in just focusing on these mystic arts. That it has to go along with work on yourself, meditation, balance in your life. You know, not just to focus on these things. Mm -hmm. But I want to present these because. I really haven't seen anyone out there, to my knowledge, really teaching this, and I have found it so useful because every time you do it, you may not go invisible, but you're going to feel like you are, and you're going to up your vibratory level. All these things take practice. They don't happen immediately. When I teach shape shifting, that um, you start to feel it in the energy field, but I have heard that with shamans working with you personally, with an apprentice, it can take seven years. I'm working with it all the time to master the art of shape-shifting. So it takes time and attention, and you can start to bring these things in. Things will start happening, first spontaneously, and eventually it will become something you master. Sounds so fascinating. I guarantee anyone's going to teleport, but you're going to feel like you're going to, because mm -hmm. already the energy starts going down that direction, and you up your vibratory level. So there'll be an hour and a half, and uh, there'll be MP3s available of the classes, so you can practice over and over with it. That's the great thing about that. Where can people sign up? My website is colorhealing.com, and it's spelled the uh, American way with no U in it, so C-O-L-O-R-H-E-A-L-I-N-G.com, and it will be posted there, all the details. Great. Well, we're looking forward to it. I know I am. I'd also like to invite you. I have a Facebook um, fan page for Healing with the Rainbow Rays, and um, there's a lot of really current things on that. I often keep that more current than the website, so that's also another place that you can check. Thank you so much, Allie, for oh, sharing with Lauren. us. This has been wonderful. I really enjoyed doing this. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Now I'd like to leave you with Music from the Universe, this music is actually created by the universe. Computer musician and composer Phil Windsor assigned musical notes to mathematical equations, and this is the result. It's 
truly music from the universe. Available at AcousticHealth.com. Listen, enjoy, love, and be. Thank you.